get the mic. Honey, I got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl Maj, and we are back with another episode of Ask Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Hey, y'all. Happy hump day. I hope y'all had an amazing Labor Day weekend. I did. My friends and I, my girls and I, we went to the winery, honey, and got wine drunk. Oh, I hope my pastor not listening or my parents. But yes, we had such a good time. I hope y'all enjoyed the weather. It was so beautiful this weekend. Um, and it really just felt good to have that long weekend. And I actually took off Friday because I just needed a day, okay? Um, so it just felt good to kind of have that long break. But yes, so quick announcement for those of you who don't know. I write for a magazine called DMV Daily, and we just started an IG Live series called Working Woman Wednesdays. And guess who the host is? None other than yours truly, okay? So every Wednesday, this actually happens on Wednesdays, what a coincidence, um, every Wednesday I interview a young black woman who is doing the daggone thing, whether she has her own business, she's an exec at a company, um, she's launching something, she's an author, an entrepreneur, a journalist, anything along those lines. Um, I am interviewing all types of amazing black women who are doing amazing things in their industries, in their communities, all of that good stuff. So uh, it's every Wednesday at 8 o'clock on IG Live. Um, the DMV Daily's IG Live is called Working Women Wednesdays. Um, and their Instagram is at the DMV Daily. Uh, again, that's at the DMV Daily. So tune in and check out your girl, okay? So got another little gig on Wednesdays. Honey, Wednesdays be popping, okay? Wednesdays be popping. Get with it or get lost, all right? So congratulations. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Pause. I done forgot the whole mash moment. Okay. Let's back it up. Mash moment of the day, of the week, of the year, of the month, however long you need it. Okay, so this is a little different, a little different for me, right? Like, I always use, like, these inspirational quotes, and it's still inspirational, but it's a little bit more, I guess, technical. Anyway, save with Sophia. I hope you are listening because I thought about you um, when I when I wrote down this March moment. But anyway, I had this really close friend, and she is looking to make a move in her career, and she's been applying to jobs, so on and so forth. So she had this really bomb interview with this company, um, and she's really, really, really interested. It's a major move for her, total, like, just upgrade in her career. Um, and so she had the interview, the initial interview, and I believe it was it was just with, um, like, a, a, an HR manager. Um, and off the bat, the, the, the HR lady, the, the recruiter who reached out to her during the interview, like, started talking about, like, logistics and salary and timing and, like, scheduling and all of that stuff. So, obviously, she was a little bit shocked that the lady kind of up front talked about salary, salary um, expectations and so on and so forth. So, the lady gave her a number, and my friend was like, okay, you know, let me do some research, and we'll talk about it. You know, I- I'll-, I'll get back in touch with you. So, the lady kind of, like, put the put the ball in her court, like, 
um, you know, well, you you let me know, you know, how you want to move forward kind of thing. So anyway, my friend calls me, honey, and I love talking money. Let me say that. So my friends call my friend calls me and we're talking about, you know, money and she's like asking, you know, what she should ask for. Like I said, this is a, a major um, move in her career, major upgrade. Um, it's a senior position for her. So she's just like freaking out. Like, I really want this. She was she's like, you know, I really can do this job. I'm really confident about it. Um, but she's like, I don't know what to ask for. She's like, I don't want to be out of my range, you know, whatever, whatever. She's like, this is such a weird conversation. You know, I never thought, you know, I'd be making this much so on and so forth. Um, and she's just, I just feel really weird. You know, I, she's like, I don't know what to ask for. I don't know what to expect. You know, what if I ask for something and they come back and say no, so on and so forth, whatever, whatever. She was like, this is just weird. This is a very uncomfortable conversation, you know, so on and so forth. I said, honey, let me tell you something. And like I said, I love talking money. I love talking salary. I love talking prices. I love talking all of that. Honey, if you ain't talking money, I don't want to talk. Um, but I told her, I said, you know what? I, I can understand how nervous you are. I can understand how this can be uncomfortable. I can understand how this is just different for you. You've never experienced something like this. You didn't think you'd be, you know, in this in this position, you know, in your career right now. You didn't think you'd be getting this major upgrade, so on and so forth. But I'm like, honey, if you want to ask and oh, let me say this. Let me see how I want to say this. If you want them to pay you what you're worth, you got to get comfortable talking about money, <laughs> okay? And that is the Maj moments for this week for today. Get comfortable talking about money. And you know what? That doesn't just go for, you know, if you're making a major career move in your, uh, uh, making a major move in your career, if you're getting a promotion, if you're just starting out, like let's say you're just graduating and you're going into a new career, um, or whether you have your own brand, your own business, and you're thinking about how to, you know, price yourself and what, what you should charge for your services and what you should charge for your products and so on and so forth, you got to get comfortable talking about money. Even when it comes to investing and saving and even having a mentor to help you with those things, your retirement plans, your savings plans, buying a car, buying a house, all of that good stuff. Even when it comes to negotiating things, what I don't even I can't even think of what you will possibly cars buying a car you have to negotiate. You gotta get comfortable talking about money. Like that is a major step in in making it anywhere you want to go. You gotta get comfortable talking with, talking about money. Get comfortable telling people your prices. Get comfortable telling people what your salary expectations are. Get comfortable telling people what you will and what you will not take. Get comfortable talking about money. Like I I cannot express how important that is. Like get comfortable talking about money, honey. If people are bringing you business ideas, business ventures, business investments, you got to talk about money. You got to talk about those prices. You got to talk about those dollar signs. You got to talk about it and you got to get comfortable talking about it. Be completely confident in asking for what you're worth. Period. Period, period, period. Get comfortable talking about money. So my moment of the day Get comfortable talking about money. All right, so now we can get into some some topics, honey. I was ready to jump right in and skipped over that much moment. And that was so important. I think that is so important, especially at our age. I think millennials, we are doing the daggone thing. Like, we are making crazy moves. Like, even when I just talk to my mom about, you know, the things that I have going on, she's just so shocked, like, so proud just so just like blown away, you know, just by the moves that, that I'm making and the, the opportunities that are there for us, like just breaking records, you know, doing amazing things. And I think 
like I said, one of the most important things in this journey is to get comfortable talking about money, right? And you got to live your life. Um, and, and financial freedom is is just, I guess, like one of the most, I don't need, I guess, biggest or like major goals that people have right now. Like, is being financially free, being financially stable. And in order to be, be to be financially free and to be financially stable, you got to get comfortable talking about money. So, honey, call me, okay? If you want to talk money, call me because I got something to say about a little dollar, okay? About a little coin, okay? Um, so, yes, get comfortable talking about money. And I will keep y'all posted on my friend's progress and, and how she does and if she gets the job and, and so on and so forth. Either way, I, I told her, I'm like, look, you know, the benefit – you're going to get a benefit either way. You know, if they come back. So so she ends up sending the email. She's like, you know, this is what I want. I did my, you know, uh, research, so on and so forth. And, and, and this is what I'm worth. This is what I want, so on and so forth. So she's waiting to hear back. So I will keep y'all posted. And I told her, I'm like, you get a benefit either way, whether it's just, you know, um, you know, whether they do offer you the job and the salary that you're asking for or, you know, this is just interview practice or, you know, you have a new connection or now you've learned how to be comfortable talking about money. Right. And you're a little bit more confident asking for what you believe you're worth, for what you are worth. So I'll keep you all posted with her with her progress. I'm so proud of her and I'm I am rooting for her and I, I can't wait. I, I truly believe that God has something big plans for her. I just I, I don't know. Something just something just tells me that like. I just, I just really feel like God has something big planned for her, but I'll keep y'all posted. Anyway, so moving on to some hot topics. Honey, congratulations are in order for Tiana Taylor, a.k.a. Auntie Petunia, and Iman Shumpert on their beautiful baby girl, Rue Rose Shumpert. And I just think that name is so cute. Um, Iman posted on Instagram, he said, at 3.28 a.m., on September 6th, 2020, Rue Rose decided that the baby shower thrown for her and mommy was too lit. <laughs> she didn't make the party, but she managed to make uh, the next day her birthday. Now, when we buy homes, we always find a bathroom with great energy, but not in a million years would you be able to tell me we deliver both of our da daughters in a bathroom without the assistance of a hospital. Our newest addition entered the world in the water and came out looking around and ready to explore. A healthy child, a little sister, another daughter. Black love wins again. Welcome, baby girl. We love you. Oh, so cute. And oh, my gosh, how crazy is that that Tiana delivered again in the bathroom? Especially, like, after dropping um, her latest album, The Album. And the opening is Amon Shepard on the phone with the people, with the police with the emergency line telling him like my wife is having a baby right now. And just to think that they are, they did it all over again with their second daughter. Like that is so beautiful. Like just, just so beautiful. Congratulations to them. And they posted a, a video of, of baby Rue Rose and she is absolutely gorgeous. She's going to grow up to be so pretty. Um, and they even made an Instagram for her. And I, when I say they finna profit off of that, I'm like, you know what? I'm in the wrong feel like I'm in the wrong career because this has 2.2k uh Instagram followers already and she just was born like sis do you know how long I've been working for this <laughs> and you come out and don't even know what Instagram is like you don't even know who your mama is <laughs> and you got a whole Instagram with 10,000 followers it is so crazy but anyway congratulations to Tiana Taylor and uh, Iman Shumpert and baby Junie on her new little sister. So adorable, so cute. So, woo chow, let's get into these moments because I had some woo chow moments um, this week, this weekend, this week, all of that good stuff. 
okay, so Candace Owens and Cardi B was arguing on the Twitter. On the Twitter, okay? They was arguing on the Twitter. Um, so it all started um, when Candace called Cardi's recent interview with presidential candidate Joe Biden an insult to black people. So she tweeted a video of herself um, on the Ben Shapiro show, and she was accusing Biden and Bernie of pandering to black people by conducting interviews with Cardi B. And during the interview, she kept calling Cardi illiterate. She said, it is demeaning, it is pandering, it is ridiculous. Uh, She also called Cardi's questions ridiculous. She had no idea what she was doing, yet both Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden made the time to speak with her because they believe black people are stupid. There are way more intellectual intellectual black Democrats you could have sat down with, yet you chose an illiterate rapper because that's what she is. She's illiterate. Uh, and then she posted the video in in a tweet. That's what, So that's what she said in the interview. And then in the tweet that she posted the video, she said, since most black people didn't have the spine to admit that Ben Shapiro was 100% correct about Cardi's about Cardi B and how her music and platform contributes to the disintegration of black culture and values, here you go. Uh, Cardi responded and said, yes, you are right. I have the number one song and I have a huge platform and I can make millions go vote to get the to get the man that used you. I don't want to argue with you, Candace. I really don't have the time. I honestly just feel sorry for you. And you are encouraging millions to vote for a man who laugh every time a black man gets killed by a cop and tell millions of Americans to drink bleach. <laughs> Trump didn't even have you talking at the Republican convention. He thinks you're dumb. <laughs> Master did you dirty, but you mad at me. <laughs> you know what? I I read through these before. I read through these before I started recording. But, but for some reason, this, this is just so funny as I read it out loud. Okay. Okay. I'm weak. I'm weak. Okay. So... All right, so Ernest Owens, who is a an award-winning journalist, he chimed in, a convers- chimed in on the conversation. <laughs> and he said, what I don't like seeing is two black women fighting over two old white men running for president. The fact that Candace Owens says Joe Biden is playing Cardi B but can't seem to get that white supremacist and Republicans have been tokenizing her for four years says it all. Cardi responded to him and said, right, they use her and they don't even have the decency to put her in the, in the Republican convention. She have, she... <laughs> Okay, let me just get through this. She have a huge platform. Have Trump sat with her, gave her an interview? That's the least he could do. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I guess maybe because I, I, don't, I don't know Cardi B or Candace, obviously. I'm a huge fan of Cardi. And maybe I feel like I could just hear her saying this out loud. Maybe that's what's funny about it. Uh, so uh, Candace claimed that she turned down making, it, making an appearance at the Republican National Convention and she also marked, mocked Cardi for asking Biden about lowering taxes while also wanting free universal health care. She said, when you stick to music, you can get left alone. When you dabble in politics, you will get called out for platforming ignorance. Cardi responded and said, well, <laughs> she said, well, paying taxes is something that as much as I hate, it's a reality. I feel you on that, sis. That, that was me. I said that. Uh, she also said, I will always have to pay, but I'd rather my tax money go to free education than police funding. Use my money on something useful. Your president used our tax money to fund his empty campaign runs. So then Cardi B went to uh, Instagram Live, and she said, why wouldn't Joe Biden sit down with me? 
<laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Child, why? If not me, then who? Cardi said, if not me, then who, honey? I feel you, sis. If not me, then who? She said, I have millions of followers and I pay millions of taxes. I'm heard all around the all around the world. I think she meant world. 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 I'm heard all around the world. Maybe I messed that up. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so weak. I can't get through this. Okay. She said, the same way I get people to pop their P-U-S-S-Y, have a good time, and make them feel like a bad B-I-T-C-H, okay. Okay, because it's got that wild. I can also encourage millions of followers to go vote. Then she said, I don't know what black man broke your heart that you hate your kind so much. <laughs> so then afterwards, which I didn't know this was a thing, Cardi shared a video of Candace's husband who supposedly in a video, it looks like he's listening to her latest, to, to WAP. He's listening to WAP on, at a boat party. Um, so then she said, I seriously don't even know why me and Candace are arguing or started arguing. Just a couple of weeks ago, her man was playing WAP in his Trump boat party. I hate arguing with people. Since I got new followers here, stream WAP. Uh, okay, then Candace finished off the conversation. I guess she felt like she took the crown in this one. She said, she is still tweeting about me. And she posted a picture. It was like a Photoshop picture of her, like, dunking on Cardi. It was like a picture of, like, a basketball game. And she put, like, their faces on the basketball players' faces. And one player is, like, dunking on the other. And it's, like, Candace, like, dunking on Cardi. Um, and she said, I broke Cardi. She said, to those asking, no, I was not invited to speak at Cardi B's funeral. Okay, so, um, I don't even know. I don't even, well, first of all, I, I was a bit confused as to what they was arguing about. Like, are y'all arguing about the fact that you feel like Cardi is dumb? Are you arguing about the fact that you feel like WAP is, you know, an insult to black people? Or are we arguing about the fact that you feel like the 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 um, interview she did with Joe Biden was an insult to black people? Like, either way, I'm just confused as to what they was arguing about. Because first it was about her 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 interview with Joe Biden. Then it then you know, and her being illiterate. Then, you know, it was about the song WAP and how she got the number one. And then her husband was like, the argument was all over the place. I, it, argument was all over the place. So a couple of things, right? And I, I hate getting into politics, whatever. Um, number one, Candace, if Cardi is so illiterate and she's so dumb, why are you arguing with her? Like, why are you arguing with her? If she is so dumb and so illiterate and so uneducated, why are you arguing with her? I, I don't, that's, that's, that's part I don't, I don't get, you know, I don't, I don't understand. If she's so dumb, why are you arguing with a dumb person? I don't, I don't understand. If you're so, you know, fact-based and smart and intelligent and educated and so on and so forth and high and mighty, why are you arguing with somebody that's dumb and illiterate? Uh, that, I feel like that says a lot about you. That's number one. Secondly, and this is, this has, this is not me having any bias towards, towards anyone. I love Cardi. Like I said, I don't, I don't have, you know, any, I don't keep up with Candace like that. You know, I don't I don't have any ill will, I guess, towards her. You know, your beliefs are your beliefs. You know, I am a huge Cardi Cardi fan, but this is not based on bias. But secondly, Candace, honey, you need to get your house in order. Because, you know, I feel like you talking about, you know, how WAP is doing this and WAP is doing that. And your family's supposed to be a Trump supporter. And, you know, you feel like WAP is breaking down the black families and so on and so forth, honey. But your man, your husband, is listening to WAP while you're not around. So I think maybe you need to get your house in order because some, some there's a discrepancy there. There's a discrepancy there. Um, so I, I I don't I I don't get that either. Um, and then you know, if, if you really want to be real, so Candace spoke at the Revolt Summit not too long ago with like Ti, 
her and like a few others. I can't remember who else it was. Bomb, bomb, bomb panel. I definitely suggest you go watch it. I, I think it was 2019. I think it was the 2019 Revolt Summit. Oh my God, it was a great panel. Um, uh, what, was I, what was I getting ready to say? I just had a brain fart. Um, um, um. Oh, yes. Yeah, so basically during the panel, they were arguing about, you know, Trump, Trump, you know, and why he's not fit to be president and so on and so forth and who who, who would make a better president and it just so on and so forth. And uh, crap, I can't remember what rapper it was. But basically he's, he came out and said, you know, and it was a panel full of black people. And he basically came out and said, at the end of the day, all of y'all are arguing about who is the better massa. And so I kind of agree with like what Ernest Owens was saying. He was like, how is two black women arguing about who's the better white old white man running for president at the end of the day i think it should be more about black people being uh, a collective and organizing as a collective than it is picking the right master like our our views or i wouldn't even say views but like our what, what do i what word do i want to say i feel like our uh i don't want to say mindset but like our uh what is it not view but like what is it? What's the word? I need the word. I wish I could talk back to me. But like, it's like where you're, where you're looking at your focus, like your focus, like our focus is in the wrong place. Like our focus is in the wrong place. Like, I don't feel like we're focused enough on like collaborating and coming together as a people, as one, as a collective. Like we're so focused on who's the best master. Like, and I feel like this was the conversation. Like who is the best master? We are arguing over who's the best master. Cause if you really want to be real, Candace, you talking about, Joe Biden using Cardi B as a pawn to, to get to black people. And what do you think Trump is doing for you? The same thing, sweetie. He is using you as a pawn to get to black people. And it's not to say it's not to say it's wrong or it's right, but you calling out Cardi for doing the same thing. You just saying she alliterating you smart. Sis, that don't matter. <laughs> that don't matter. It doesn't matter if you dumb, illiterate, smart, educated. If they feel like they can use you to get the black vote, that's what they're going to do. And if you really want to be real, both of y'all getting used to get the black vote. Cardi B can get the black vote on the Joe Biden side, and you looks like seems like you can get the black vote on the Trump side. Or, you know, blacks, what is it? Black Trump voices for Trump, whatever. You Whatever. That's you. That's your thing. So I'm like, you calling her out for something you're doing. You getting used for the same thing. But you know what? Well, I didn't got into politics, and I don't even. I that ain't, honey. That's not my ministry. And let me tell you something. My lane, my lane. I stay in it. So anyway, I just wanted to inform y'all that they got the arguing, and I definitely uh, encourage you to do your due diligence and um, <laughs> go check it out. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, speaking of politics, uh, Pastor John Gray. Not sure if you've ever heard of him, but he is the pastor of the mega church, Relentless Church, church in Greenville, South Carolina. Pretty renowned. Uh, he announced that he is a taking a break from the pulpit after publicly apologizing to his wife and to his church for his personal shortcomings during a virtual talk on YouTube. Uh, he is seeking to go into therapy professionally and with other spiritual leaders after allegations, um, cheating allegations, infidelity allegations publicly surfaced. He acknowledged that some of the allegations are true and acknowledge that some of them are not. Um, some woman went on YouTube and claimed that her and the pastor had been in communication for a while. Uh, so the report doesn't say for a while. I added that in um, for extras, for dramatics, for theatrics. Um, anyway, obviously this news was quickly picked up by inter entertainment blogs and it became a trend on social media. Um... He addressed the rumors 
on this YouTube talk. This is what he said. I'm sorry for the areas of my life that I left unattended, that I was apathetic about, the areas where I have treated the calling of God, the grace of God, and the hand of God casually in my life. For every area of behavior that has dishonored the holiness of God, I want to tell you that I'm sorry. There have been a number of things, blogs, some of them accurate, some of it not, but all of it my responsibility. Aventer. Aventer? Oh, you know what? I don't know what his wife's name is. I don't know how to pronounce it, but... Let me see. It's spelled A-V-E-N-T-E-R, so I think it's Aventer. I am sorry for the pain I have caused you, and my prayer is that the life I live from this moment will be one worthy of the love that you have extended and that our family receives from. I am grateful for you and your children. To my church, I am sorry. You have gone through enough, from cars to meetings with leaders that have caused great pain and deep division among political ideologies to one thing after another. I want to tell you I'm sorry. Um... Okay, uh, I'll start with the good things. I'll start with the good things. Okay, first, I, I feel, you know, I've, I've never been public, publicly humiliated on this type of platform, right? Like having this type of platform, being a celebrity, famous person, whatever you want to call it. So I don't really know, I don't really know the protocol behind, you know, if there is a situation that is publicly addressed, you know, where your public business comes out, kind of some, or your private business becomes public. Um, I don't know the protocol behind apologizing publicly or privately. Like, I, I don't know what's appropriate, you know. And like I said, I've never been on a platform and been publicly humiliated in a sense of, in, in a sense like this, where, like I said, your, your, my private business has become my public, public business. And, um, so I don't, I don't know the protocol. I, I'm a private person. Um, you know, I, I like to discuss matters privately, but like I said, you know, you never really know until, you know, it actually happens to you. So I will say that, you know, I do commend him on publicly apologizing because you are a public figure and this has been made public news. So you're, it, it would, it would make sense that the protocol is to apologize publicly. So, you know, I, I commend him and I respect him for coming out and saying, okay, you know, to the public, this has been addressed publicly. Therefore, I'm apologizing publicly. And this is what I'm doing about it. Um, so I, I can, you know, I, I, I can respect that, you know, especially as, as a pastor. Um, you know, I think, you know, this is one of those situations where it's really easy to judge, right? It, it, it's easy to judge, like, he the pastor, you know, he out here cheating on his wife after he done, you know, uh you know, he speaks out against this and this is what he teaches against and so on and so forth. But I will say, you know, at the end of the day, pastors are still humans too. You know, and I think we as humans are the people who give people like pastors little room to make mistakes. That's us. That's a man-made thing, little room to make mistakes. So I do feel like, you know, as a pastor, he still is human and he made a mistake. And when I say mistake, I mean a misguided action or a misjudgment, a wrong decision. He made a mistake. Um, and, and from what we see, it seems like he is taking, you know, the steps to, to fix it. Um, yeah, he's, he's taking, he's taking the steps, steps to fix it. You know, especially, like I said, you know, just being on that public platform and, and, and being held accountable for, you know, teaching and living what's right. Um, but, but again, you know, you're still a human, even though your calling is to teach and live what's right, you know, you're still a human, you're still going to make mistakes. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, you know, we can hold him accountable, you know, because of the position that you're in and your purpose and your calling, but he still is a human. Um, 
so so on to the, to the cons, the bad part. You know, I, I, I'm not here to judge, right? And that's why I say I think, like I said, you know, regardless of what position you're in or what your calling is, you're still a human. You're still going to make mistakes. However, all mistakes are not accidents. Let me say that again. All mistakes are not accidents. There are things there are things called intentional mistakes and I feel like this is what what, what that was. Inten, uh, an intentional mistake. And when I say intentional means you knew what was going to happen if you got caught. You knew what was going to happen if people found out. You knew what was going to happen if this was un, if, if this was revealed. Um and and this wasn't by accident. You made a conscious decision to I don't I don't know the details of whatever happened, but if if I'm going to call it an affair whatever this was, you made a conscious decision to have an affair behind your wife's back knowing the implications of your actions. So this wasn't by accident. You consciously made a mistake. And I I will never in a million years say that cheating is an accident. Never ever 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 ever. You make a conscious decision to cheat. I don't care what nobody says, honey. At me, at me, at me if you feel the need. You make a conscious decision to cheat. And we can even use the whole like, oh, well, I was under the influence. I was under the influence. Right. You may have been under the influence, but you still put yourself in that predicament to be under the influence and have an affair or cheat with somebody. Period. Sorry. That cheating is not an accident. So although, you know, he made a mistake, and this is pastor or no pastor. Although you made a mistake, that was not an accident, honey. You made a conscious decision to do what you did. And I don't, I, I, that's, that's just something I can't respect, you know. I, don't get me wrong, you know, forgiveness, hallelujah, bless the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But you made a conscious decision to cheat. And, you know, if his wife was to up and leave him, honey, I don't have, you know, I don't. I don't have any any other words. Any other words. I don't have any, you know, what is it, rebuttal towards that. You you made a conscious decision to do what you did. And especially if it was ongoing, you woke up every day and made a conscious decision to have an affair. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, we all fall short, you know, and that's why I said, you know, it's it's easy to be like, well, he the pastor, he this, he that, he he in the church every day, he teaching what's right. At the end of the day, as followers of Christ, as Christians of Christ, that is all of our jobs, our jobs. That is all of our our duties, right? Is to is to lead, is to lead and follow Christ and excuse me, to follow Christ and to lead other people to Christ. Um that is all of our duties. Um or all of our duty. Yeah, duty. That's a weird sentence. Um that is all of our duty. So all of us who sit in church and and go out and do things that are ungodly or unholy, we are all, you know, guilty of that. You know, and I believe that, you know, even even on our best day, on our best day, we are still unholy. Unholy. So, you know, it, it's easy to be like, well, he the pastor, he this, he that. At the end of the day, that's all our job. His job may be a little higher in the hierarchy, I guess, because he has people who follow him. But as Christians and as followers of Christ, that's all of our jobs is to bring other people to Christ, to lead other people to Christ and be followers of Christ and to live holy, period. Um, you know, so it's, it's easy to judge, but that, that's all of our jobs. Like I said, I think he's falling short, but I don't think this was by accident. You made a conscious decision to do what you did. Um, a conscious decision. And honestly, I feel bad for his wife. I feel bad for his family, you know, to get up there and to serve as a pastor's wife. That ain't, let me say, I'm a pastor's kid. I am a pastor's kid. And my mom is a pastor's wife and my dad is a pastor. So I, I know what that's like, you know, to, to, you know, to kind of like live in the shadow and, you know, to represent, you know, your father's brand as a pastor's family. I know what that's like to, so to have to suffer, 
you know what I'm saying, to have to suffer his mistakes and have to deal with the implications of his decisions is hard. It is extremely hard. So I feel bad for his family, let alone his congregation. I feel so bad, you know, as an example. And the other bad thing I wanted to say is, like, I, you know, I, I use this analogy, you know, um, of, of, like, I was thinking about this analogy of, like, pastors kind of remind me of doctors, right? You can make one bad decision and somebody's life is gone, like, you can, you can you know, use the wrong medicine, prescribe the wrong prescription, tell the nurse to do the wrong thing, or, or miscommunicate what you said, and the nurse does something completely different, completely opposite of what you said, run the wrong test, poke them with the wrong needle, and that life is gone, gone, and you can't bring it back. And that's how I feel about pastors. You can make one wrong decision. One wrong life-threatening decision and somebody is gone. And let me tell you something. People, people love to, people love to, um, um, I'm gonna say Christians and people outside of Christianity love to judge Christians, right? People in the church. They are waiting for us to mess up. Waiting, waiting for you to fall short and mess up. Waiting, 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 waiting. So it sucks to see that somebody on this type of platform, you know, especially when, you know, we hear all these bad things about pastors and, you know, we hear so many horror stories about pastors, you know what I'm saying? And to see, to see, you know, this news and to hear this news, it's so disappointing because I'm like, these people are waiting for this. These people are waiting for this and it's almost like you are giving them that power, you know what I'm saying? By making the conscious decision. You know what I'm saying? And for that one person who was contemplating, you know, becoming a Christian or becoming saved or going to church, you know, and seeing that is like, oh, yeah, no, I see what they're doing and I don't want any part of that. You know, and that's hard to try to reclaim those lives because of your foolery, because of your foolishness. It is hard. So, you know, again, I feel bad for his family. I feel bad for the congregation. And I feel bad for anybody who was, you know, um, you know, contemplating, you know, getting saved or turning their life over and seeing news like this and changing their mind. And I will say, if there is anybody listening to this that, that you know, had that experience, please understand that that is not indicative or, you know, representative of, of, of Christianity or having a relationship with God. At the end of the day, we all fall short. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be publicly or privately, we all do things that are not of God. You know what I'm saying? His just happened to be on a, a bigger, higher platform, a more advanced platform, and it happened to make public headlines. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just about your journey and, and, you know, just making a conscious decision to want to do the right thing every single day to wake up and say, I want to live right, right? I want to follow Christ. I want to live right. So, I mean, I think just all together, it's just an unfortunate, a fortunate decision because, Oh, you know, you just have such a major platform and your job, your duty, your calling, your purpose has been to lead people to Christ and to live right and to live holy and to do the right thing and to come out and find out that you are being unfaithful, you know, to your wife and, and not living what you're preaching is, is just, it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. So, I mean, you know, you can only pray for their family. I hope for the best for him and for his family. I hope that he heals from this and, you know, that this doesn't happen again and, you know, I, that's a whole nother story for another day. I'm not even going to get into it. But, you know, it's sad that, that black men still cheating. I, it's not a normal thing. I don't care what nobody says. It's not a normal thing. It's not normal in a black community. It's not just what black black men do. It, I don't, I don't, I'm not hearing that. I would never hear that. I would never justify cheating. And, 
Another thing I forgot to mention, just just to get a little bit off subject, but still kind of in the same realm, is back to like Candace Owens and Cardi B's, you know, conversation. You know, it's, it does suck that like you know all these people are calling out Cardi B. You know, you know how this is portraying women and they're terrible role models, and now Candace, you know, coming and saying this is an insult to black people and breaking up black families and so on and so forth. When like I said, men have been disrespecting women and talk and degrading women and, and demeaning women for years, and now that a woman comes out and says, you know, she got wop is is it's this big deal men have been degrading women for years for forever and you know if you want to go back to like you know the bible scripture you know it talks about women being submissive to men and men protecting them and leading and serving and so and so on and so forth and this is the music that we listen to is talking about how men degrade women and disrespect women and demean women and see us as sex objects so i don't want to hear it (laughs) i i don't i you know It's so sad, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, that this is what, you know, the secular people talk about. And then, you know, the pastor doing it too. Cheating will never be a normal thing. I don't care what nobody says, at me. Like, check me, at me. Cheating will never be normal. It will never be justified in my eyes. It's It's never a thing. Like, it's normal or that's just what men do. That's just what black men do. Never. Cheating will always be unjustified in my eyes. Always. It is a conscious decision that you make. Period. Not only is it a conscious decision, but it's intentional because you know what the implications are. Period. Like, there is just no justification. None, 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 none. Don't at me. Ugh. Anyway. Let's get into some good stuff that black men is doing, okay? Master P, black men are doing, okay? Y'all got me illiterate, okay? Uh, Master P is rolling out black-owned food brand, a black-owned food brand, to replace Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. He's launched a line of Uncle P food products to offer consumers a black-owned alternative to brands that use black names and imagery but don't often give back to black communities. His new line of Uncle P's Louisiana-seasoned food products includes rice, beans, grits, pancake mix, syrup, and oatmeal. A portion of the profits will go towards educating inner-city kids and assisting elderly people in black communities across the United States. Let me tell you something. If you want to watch an interview and be educated, watch a masterpiece interview. That man is a genius. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, P. Diddy has partnered with the educational leader, Dr. Steve Perry, and they will be opening their third school together, which is a charter school in the Bronx with remote learning. Capital Prep Charter School is set to open in the Bronx following Capital Prep Harlem and Capital Prep Harbor. So shout out to P. Diddy and Dr. Steve Perry. So a little bit of new music. Well, not a little bit, a whole bunch, honey. Y'all been dropping. Mulatto and G-Eazy dropped a new single called Down. Uh, Chloe and Holly dropped their duet remix with featuring Doja Cat, Doja Cat, Mulatto, and City Girls. And honestly, I was a little disappointed with that. Um, I thought they were going to do it with Nicki Minaj. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't terrible, but it just sounded like each rapper made a new song. Like, that's how I felt. It didn't, it didn't feel, it wasn't cohesive to me. Um... If I had to choose one rapper to stay on the track from the list, I would have chose Doja Cat. Like, she was the only one who I felt like kind of stayed in that that sphere of what they were doing with Do It. But the rest of them, I was like, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm here for Mulatto and City Girls, but just not on the Do It remix. Uh, SZA just dropped her new single and visual, Hit Different, featuring Ty, Ty Dolla Sign. And let me say, I am so excited for SZA to be back and on my screen, honey. I needed to hear her voice. I needed to hear her voice. Yes, I'm so excited that she is back. Yes, says a bring us heat. Uh, Bryson Tiller also dropped his new single and visual, Inhale. 
Um, Big Sean dropped um, his new album and then a visual from his album, Lithuania, uh, featuring Travis Scott. Um, DJ Khaled dropped the new visual for his single, Pop Star with Drake. And the video starred Justin Bieber, Bieber, real cute. Okay. So, yes, a lot of new music. Um, ooh, Ari Lennox just dropped a song. Let me look it up while I'm on here. I forgot to add it. Um, hold on, y'all. Give me one second. I'm going to look it up on, on Instagram real quick. Ari Lennox, um, new song. Let me see. It's real cute. It gave me a real, like, old school, like, social, um, not social, soul vibe. That's what I was trying to say. A real cute old school soul vibe. It's called If You Want Me To Stay. That's what it's called. Real cute. And it's with, um, who is the guy that's featured on there? Um, let me see. If y'all can hear me typing, that's because I'm looking it up on Google. Hold on. If you want, it's called Ari Linux. If You Want Me To Stay. Right, okay, but who is on the song? Um, Anthony, no, that ain't it. Ooh, child, I'm about to say this. No, it is. His name is Anthony Ramos. His name is Anthony Ramos. It's a really cute song. And I knew Ari Lennox, um, I, I feel like she wanted to go into a little bit more soul. And I feel like that's what she tried to do with Shea Butter Baby. Like, I feel like she's definitely super soul at heart. Like, super, super, super soul. Love the song. Real old school vibes. Definitely check that out. Um, ooh, child, I lost my script looking up something else. Okay. Um... Okay, here we go. All right, Shine, Black Girl, Shine. It's my favorite section. Um, congratulation goes to Miss Remy Ma, honey. She's the youngest black woman to own her own record label, Reminisce Records. Um, she is now the CEO of Reminisce Records um, after signing a major multi-million dollar partnership deal with Columbia Records, making her the youngest female rapper today who is running her own record label. Um, she also owns her masters in all of her publishings and has a music publishing company called Reminisce Music. Go girl, go girl. Uh, Queen B, she just had a birthday celebration. So happy belated birthday to Queen B. For her birthday, she announced $1 million in additional funds, um, to help black owned small businesses. Round two of funding opens this month with Be Goods partner, the NAACP. After the hype from the Versus battle, Monica announced a new Apple radio show called Mo Talk. In her IG caption, she wrote, This is a dream come true. Mo Talk will be a safe space, safe place, excuse me, for us to discuss the many things we are all faced with in today's world. Informative, fun, real. The show is set to premiere September 13th. And last but not least, Lieutenant Madeline Swiggle who made history as the U.S. Navy's first black female tactical fighter pilot, received her wings of gold on Friday. I'm excited to have, this is what she said, I'm excited to have this opportunity to work harder and fly high performance. Okay, you know what? Let me start this over. She said, I'm excited to have this opportunity to work harder and fly high performance jet aircraft in the fleet. She said this in a statement released by the Navy. It would have been nice to see someone who looked like me in this role. I never intended to be the first. I hope it's encouraging to other people. The Virginia native celebrated her historic achievement earlier this month after she completed her training at the U.S. Naval Academy. So shout out to Lieutenant Swago. So yes, shine, black girl, shine, honey. I'm so excited. I, I get excited every week for this segment because I'm just like, what, what, what the black girl is doing this week? Okay, but anyway, that is y'all's dose of Maj for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next episode. Let me get the mic. Honey, I got something to say. Uh, uh, hey.
Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.